Amen. Go ahead and be seated for a minute. And, and uh, just want to tell you a couple things and be important for us to know, be stirred about. Even when, uh, you know, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, Paul, Paul talked about the grace of God that was on him. You know, that section about God's grace and, and he... Uh, sometimes we, sometimes people misquote it and they say things like, Lord, when I'm weak, you're strong. That's, he actually didn't say that. He said, when, when I'm weak, I'm strong. In other words, the, it, what strength wasn't, wasn't uh, just the Lord's. It's like, oh, good, you're strong. Okay, almost like big whoop-de-doo. You know, I'm a mess, but you're good. <laughs> you know, I'm weak, but you're Okay. So, of course he's okay. You know, what we need is, is there to be a, a translation from what God is and what he has and what he can do that impacts and intersects our lives until it affects us and we become something that we were not before, Amen. right? And that's what we're doing. That's what we're talking about. That's, that's why we pray. That's why we look to him, not just so the end of it we can say, God, you are this and I'm something completely different, but no, you are this, but you are this in me and you are this through me and you are this in the midst of me. Yes, amen. And so uh, it, it, it's the right way to think. Um, it, it is important for us to know this, okay? The, the way of the Lord is joy. The way of the Lord is joy. There's nothing worse than not being happy. <laughs> Sometimes we think, you know, if this happened, then I'd be happy. Or if I had this, then I would be happy. That's not really the case. Those things are... Those things are temporary. They, they give you some things that you desire, give you a temporary boost. Uh, what people actually desire in life is not some of the things they think they want. They desire what they believe that thing will do to them. If I lived here, if I had this, if I was with this person, uh, then I, what we imagine is I would feel a certain way. And that's really that feeling that we're what we're seeking, we've just attached it to something that we think will produce it, okay? And as most of us, if you've lived for more than a minute, if we'll be honest, we figured out that that thing doesn't produce it, at least not permanently. That thing may give you a little blip on the screen, you know, but then you go back to you. And the, the problem with there is you're there, right? In that same condition. And that's why we learn to uh, as believers, we learn to yield to and rely on and trust the Lord for our, for our joy and satisfaction and so forth. And if we do that, we can live anywhere and we can be wherever he wants us to be and be fine. And, and there's so much we could say about that, but uh, the way of the Lord is joy. And, and, and let me just exhort along these lines for a moment. And, and just FYI, I do not get a exhortation or a teaching or anything like that in a service like this from the songs. Absolutely not. In fact, I'm directly opposed to that because uh, if someone, if they're singing a song and all of a sudden, you know, it's like, oh, it sounds like the Lord's saying, no, that was just in the song. But I'll find that sometimes uh, because we don't discuss it with them. And I know the worship team prays and prepares. Sometimes there is an intersection. And if it is, uh, it is, it is, it can be a God thing. And I've, and I've seen that happening tonight. That's why I wanted to give you that little caveat. I thought that, that, and that is something I knew ahead of time. And they, and they, they chose a good song to say that. 
And that's why the Spirit of the Lord has been working in this place. There's been a theme. There's been a, some exhortations, some singing, some prayers. And it's all along the line of what God wanted to do. And we're cooperating with Him. And there's uh, just been a real genuine manifestation of the presence of God. And, and that's, uh, you know, like you've heard me say, what, what, what do you want out of a believer's meeting? I just want the presence of God. I want us to go away, uh, you know, saturated. I want us to leave where we smell like the room. You know, I want to leave, you know, like you ate at Los Betos or something. <laughs> and you go away and everyone knows all day where you ate. <laughs> I've been there in a long time. Maybe that doesn't happen anymore, but uh, it used to be that way. Uh, uh, but I want to come away from here smelling like God. In other words, the presence of God will stay, stay with us. So it's, uh, it's important for us to understand the ways of the Lord. And the way the Lord is joy. Remember the fruit of the Spirit, Galatians 5.22. The fruit of the Spirit is love. What's the next word? Joy. joy. The fruit of the Spirit is joy. What that means is, is that when someone is born again, their spirit, because the fruit of the Spirit is really not the Holy Spirit, but it's the human spirit. It's the born again human spirit. The, 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 that when someone is born again, their spirit starts pumping out these things. Starts pumping out love, joy, peace, patience, all right? Sometimes we lag in our experience because our mind is not renewed and so we're not thinking in, in line with the way that God is. But he is God, he is the way that he is, and he is that in us. Therefore, our connection, remember Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branch. What does the branch have in it? Well, as long as it's connected to the vine, it has what things that the vine, the vine has in it. Right? And so we're connected to him. That's why our spirit connected to the Holy Spirit starts pumping out these things. It's like in 1 Corinthians 14 where the word of God says that when you, when you pray, your spirit prays, but your understanding is unfruitful. When you pray in tongues, when you pray in tongues, your spirit prays, your understanding is unfruitful. So when I pray in tongues, is that the Holy Spirit or is that me? Well, that's me connected to the Holy Spirit. In fact, I think the Amplified Bible uses that language that my spirit by the Holy Spirit prays. And so this is the relationship that God has with us that we find out more and more who he is and what he does and therefore we look inwardly and find that. I feel this way and it's negative. That's not God. Well, what about this? That's God. And we find that we connect, that love in, inside of us compels us. It's, it's working to manifest through our lives constantly from the day we get born again. Why? It's the fruit of our recreated born again spirit. It's who we are now in Christ, and love starts coming out. And by the way, joy starts coming out, all right? Sometimes your head will push back against it. Your circumstances will yell, sad, sad, <laughs> or chaos, chaos. No, but in, you, look, you get quiet, or you spend time with the Lord, or you pray in other tongues for a while, and up comes out of you, joy, joy. Your spirit will tell, will say, forgive that person. Walk in love. Give an offering. <laughs> you know, your spirit will say, peace, 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 peace in the midst of chaos. Amen. And, but, but this is the way of the Lord. You know, Nehemiah 8 and verse 10 tells us that the joy of the Lord is what? Our strength. Notice it is the joy of the Lord. It's the joy of the Lord. What, what is, where is joy? From. It, it's from the Lord. He is the source. He is the author of joy. Yeah, I think most of us know. You, of course, there's the scripture that says in the presence of the Lord or uh, uh, in the presence of the Lord is fullness of joy. Yeah, in heaven, how many know it's going to be joyful? Yeah. 
Yeah. Have you ever thought about that? How in the world is, God's, is God joyful with all that he knows? I mean, because I know some things that are not good. And I don't like knowing it. Why? It hinders my joy. How in the world does God, knowing all that he knows, and he loves people way more than I do. Right? He loves he loves you more than you can fathom. He loves me. He loves the people you love the most more than you love them. He really does. And so he loves people who are hurting. He loves people who are suffering. He loves people who have rejected him completely and have died and have gone to hell. How in the world does he maintain his sanity? How does he maintain joy? How is it in the presence of the Lord there is fullness of joy? It's got to be sad. Do you understand where I'm going with this? I mean, so haven't some of you wondered, would we get to heaven? And what if I get there and so-and-so's not there? Someone you really care about. And you realize they rejected the Lord. They turned on God and they're not even here. How am I going to be happy forever? <laughs> you ever thought about that? Yeah. And, and we usually where we go is we trust God that it's going to be okay because we can't figure that out, that his presence is fullness of joy. There's going to be a way to deal with this, okay? But God deals with this. He knows way more than we do. And yet he's still able to do this. Hallelujah. So what's the key there? It's, it's, it's what we put our mind on. There's no way that I could be, that I can, that you can maintain this joy that is our spirit is pumping out every day. Joy, joy, joy. Down in my heart. Down in my heart. Down in my heart. And if the devil doesn't like it, he can sit on attack, right? <laughs> it's pumping out. How do I, it's pumping out. How do I deal with things it's all about what I put my mind on. If I, I cannot maintain a lifestyle of walking in the Lord's way of joy, if I am constantly thinking about, meditating on, and pondering things that are, that are wrong. Things that are wrong in someone else's life, things that are wrong in my own life, things I don't like, things that are failures that I've made. I, I cannot walk around thinking about them. I cannot lay in my bed thinking about them. I cannot wake up in the morning thinking about things that are wrong. Thinking about failure, thinking about lack, thinking about pain, thinking about whatever. Whatever's not right. I can't, I mean, can you do that? There's no way. And by the way, I don't think God could do that. I don't think he sits, can sit on the throne and day in, day out, just meditate on everyone that's doing wrong and everyone that's rejected him. Have you ever been rejected? <laughs> Try being God. <laughs> In his presence would not be fullness of joy. There'd be things being thrown and so fast. <laughs> you know, I mean, destruction would be everywhere. But he doesn't do that. And how many know we're told not to do that? We're told what? Colossians chapter 3 and verse 2 says, set your mind on things above, not on things 
on the earth. Think about that. Set your mind. Why do I have to set my mind? Because if I don't, it'll go somewhere I don't want it to go. It'll go somewhere unhealthy. My mind will go to pain. My mind will go to suffering and lack and hardship and all these things. I have to take it and say, you, mind, you are going to think on good things. You are going to think, who's in me? It's the Lord. What's of the Lord? Joy is of the Lord. Peace is of the Lord. Love is of God. Yeah. I've got to take my mind and put it there. Otherwise, it will go to negative things. And if I let it go there, man, I'm going to be down. I don't think anyone can do that. We cannot maintain the joy of the Lord if we don't maintain thinking on good things. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't mean that we can't acknowledge or deal with or process negative, negative things. For example, someone's loved one passes away. Well, you're probably not, generally speaking, you're probably not joyous about that. You don't think about that and woohoo, praise God. <laughs> right? You feel genuine sadness and you can process that and work through that. But how many know you can't stay there forever? That, that, that's the thing. There are things that are sad that we all know about, hear about, or things that have happened to us. Am I just supposed to say, no, that didn't happen, that didn't happen, that didn't happen, that's not real? No, that's not how we deal with things. We can genuinely deal with it, process it, so forth, but I'm not going to live there. I'm not going to remain there forever. I'm going to transfer my mind back onto things that are good, just like God does. Amen. How can we be joyful even in uh, circumstances or events that, that lack the motivation to put us in a joyful uh, disposition. I tell you, we can do this by focusing on the right things. How about this? Forgiveness of sin. That's something every believer can and really ought to rehearse to, and that's a real positive. So I can think about f- failure, what I've done wrong, or I can think I'm forgiven of all wrongdoing. I am genuinely and eternally forgiven by God. Thank you, Lord. Come on, come on. That, that's something that should make us smile. That's, ha- that's a happy thought. Yeah? If it's not a happy thought, I don't think we get it. I don't think we get the serious nature of what God did for us by forgiving us. Amen. That's a happy thought. What else is that? What, what other reason would I have to be joyful? Well, how about because I, I believe? Faith. Faith puts someone in a joyful state. Why is that? Well, when you believe a promise, and by the way, the promises are good. The promises of God to those in Christ are all good. They're all desirable. If I believe that promise, then no matter what is happening in the present, I know it's temporary and I'm coming out of it. If I know I'm coming out, what does that do for my attitude, my disposition? 
Now I'm joyful again. If I think I'm stuck, oh man. Why, why do you think hell is so miserable for people? Because there's no hope. There's no hope of an exit. It's bad and it's never going to get good. Ever. Okay? When we believe in the promise of God, then, okay, even if it's bad right now, even if it hurts right now, even if it's, you know, very unenjoyable, whatever is troubling us, but there's a way I believe I'm coming out of this. I believe this is short term. I believe the Lord has given me the victory. I believe the greater one lives inside of me and he will guide me out of this thing. This is so, so short-lived. So now I'm happy in the middle of it. By the way, joy in the middle of a sad situation is a key to getting out of it. When someone in the middle of a bad th situation says, hallelujah, <laughs> praise the Lord. Come on. You might think, well, they're just, not in, they're just not living in reality. Or maybe they are. Maybe they're denying physical reality and embracing spiritual reality. Amen. Right? And if that's what they're doing, their physical is changing. Right? Remember uh, uh, Philippians 4.4, 4, Paul said, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again. And again. I say, rejoice. So there's rejoice, and there's again, and there's rejoice. That's a lot of agains. You know, because re is again. It's Joyce again. Yeah. Hallelujah. So, so what, what, what do we say with some good reasons to be joyful? Forgiveness. Faith. I believe the promise. What did Paul say when he was in the middle, oh, in, the, in that ship? He said, he said, uh, men and brethren, uh, be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. Is that King James, maybe? For I believe God that it shall be even as it was told me. In other words, he got a word from God that he was coming out, that they weren't, their lives were going to be spared. And so he, still, he told everyone, all right, guys, cheer up. Why? We are freezing, wet, hungry, and our lives are on the line. They've been out on the, on the, in that shipwreck for like a couple weeks. It was brutal. He says, cheer up, boys. <laughs> Why would I do that? Because I believe God. He was see, he already got happy. All I need is a word from the Lord. You're coming out. You're coming through. You've got the victory. I believe God that it shall be even as it was told me. You ever read the, the, hunt, the, the psalm? Is it, what's the last psalm? 126 or 150 that I'm thinking of? Uh, I think I'm thinking of the 126th song. Let me, let me check. I have this book right here that has all these things in it. You should get one. Yeah, it's Psalm 126. When the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with singing then they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are glad. So what, 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 what spurred their laughter? What spurred their singing? It says when the Lord turned their captivity. Well, can we, as 
as believers, as redeemed ones, legitimately and confidently say, the Lord has turned our captivity? Absolutely we can. Every single child of God can say, the Lord has turned my captivity. He has brought me out of bondage and brought me out of darkness into light. He has brought me into freedom, into the glorious freedom of God. Come on, we can believe it, we can say it, we can shout it. What does that do for us? Fills our mouths with laughter and our tongue with singing. Come on, we can say and others will say about us, the Lord has done great things for them. And they are glad. Everybody say it out loud. Say, the Lord Lord has done done great things things for me. me. He has turned my captivity. captivity. Therefore, Therefore, I'm filled with gladness. gladness. He fills my tongue tongue with laughter and my tongue tongue with singing. singing. Amen. Amen. I think it was my mouth with laughter. But yeah. Yeah. Christians ought to laugh a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember hearing a study one time, and I think I talked about this in a message a while back that, that said that, that children do X amount of laughing every day. And it's way more than the grown-ups. They laugh a lot. And how many know, if you don't enter as a little child, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. There's some traits about children that are supposed to be emulated by grown-ups. One of them is they're often carefree and happy and quick to laugh and quick to enjoy things, and we grow up and get smart. (laughs) And now we're going to restrain, and I think we need to be a little more free. It's good for us. It's healthy for us, and it's God's way. Do you think we're going to laugh at all in heaven? You know we are. I mean, say, are there going to be jokes? For sure. I'm going to be there. (laughs) You can laugh at me. Uh, Yes, we're going to laugh because it's just, it'll just be in the atmosphere. So I don't think we're going to laugh 24-7. I think there's times in God's presence. We might be on our face too, just in awe of him in worship. But we're going to be laughing with each other and laughing in the presence of God, we're going to be in the fullness of joy. So if we're in the presence of God now, and we are, then we ought to have a lot of laughter. Amen, amen. amen. But if we, believe, if, we, if we can say that we're forgiven, yes. If we can say that God has spoken, I believe his word for me, yes. Amen. Here, here, here's another, re- another reason we can be happy. It's our future. I'm not always happy about the past, but I can look to the future. Amen. Amen. Not only because of I believe for this life, but even if I messed up this life completely as far as, you know, didn't go the way I wanted, but I'm saved. I mean, you're going to heaven. (laughs) There'll never be a demon in hell again to mess with you. There'll never be a person. You'll never be mad at anyone again. Forever. You, I mean, we're going to be in heaven no matter what you don't obtain. If you never get everything you ever wanted or dreamed, and I'm not saying give up on things in this life, but if you never got them, 
you're still going to the same heaven as me and as Paul and as, as, as some of the, the, you know, as the Lord. We're still going there. So if you, if you totally ruin this life, chill. I mean, don't give up your joy because when you're done, there you are in the presence of God. And every sorrow will be gone. And every failure will be gone and there'll be no condemnation for it. There'll be no, God's not gonna guilt trip you for the rest of eternity because you didn't do something. No, just the joy of the Lord. Amen. Amen. I think we have more than enough reason, more than enough things where we could place our mind on them and let his joy work in us. Remember, you're born again, so your spirit is pumping this stuff out. Joy, joy, joy. The only thing that can stop it is if I put my mind on things that are negative and I align my mouth with things that are negative. But if I get those back in line with what my spirit is pumping out, fruit of the spirit, then what can stop me from, you know, I could, I could live in a 100 square foot apartment and be full of joy or not have an apartment. <laughs> but I got that coming out of me. Yeah, you really can. It's, like, it's, it's, it's kind of like they say, uh, you know, a lot of marriages struggle over finances. Right, that's true. Most, we know that's true. A lot of arguments and pressure and so forth that comes over finances. How many know sometimes people with a ton of finances still get divorced? Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say, yeah, money's better to have money than not to have money. Nevertheless, if you think that's the ticket, no, nope, it's not. Amen. And we gotta learn where to look for the things that we really want and need. Amen? Let's all stand. Praise God. Father, I thank you for what you're doing in here. Thank you, you have shown yourself strong and mighty in our midst. Great are you, Lord, and greatly to be praised. Thank you, Lord, for the victories that we have entered into. Thank you, Lord, for the, the freedom that has been granted to every single one of us. Thanks for joining us for the message today. I trust it has been a blessing and a help to your life. You know, the most important thing we could ever do is to receive salvation, to receive eternal life. You know, Jesus died for our sins. He paid the price, and it's available to every single one of us. Would you like to pray today? Say it from your heart. Say it out loud. Dear God in heaven, I believe in you. I repent of my sins. I believe that Jesus died for me on the cross. He suffered in my place. He died so I could live. He was raised from the dead, and he's alive today. I receive him now as my Savior. I confess Jesus is Lord. Listen, friend, if you prayed that prayer with me today, congratulations, you're in, you're saved, you're right with God. I would love to hear from you so we can send you some additional material to help you in your walk and relationship with God. Please text the word SAVED to 208-314-2660. Also, I'd like to invite you to join us 
for a live service this coming Sunday, and you are more than welcome to be here. Visit our website at lcboise.com for all of the current service times. Thanks again for joining us today. God bless you. Thank you.